cool episode for you today. I have a lady named Caslin who's here to talk to us and tell us stories. Let me tell you about her, Caslin Rose. Caslin yeah. can be seen acting in Deborah Voorhees' Fanboy 13 opposite Corey Feldman. She can be seen in Takeout Girl on Hulu and Spiked, which is currently circulating film festivals worldwide. Caslin has produced two short films earlier this spring called Blunt and Novenario. She is also the creator and host of the Always Acting Up podcast found on all podcasting platforms and YouTube, which focuses on the artist, tips, tricks, and industry secrets, plus Q&As from professionals who have found success in their fields. She has also launched a blog, which focuses on elements to help you look, feel, and perform better in front of the camera and in life. And all this can be found on her website, www.castlinrose.com. Please welcome Castlin Rose. Yay! Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being on here. Your microphone is crisp and clear. Yes. And this sounds good. This is going to be good. Yes, I'm very excited. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I have a lot of stories to share. Don't we all? I'm glad. And as I always say, they get enough of me. So I want to hear it. I, you've, you do ton, tons of things. You produce. I want to hear. I want to hear what, what's, what's happening. What, what tales do you have to tell from the rough days? So I have a lot of tales. But I was thinking about it. I was like, which one should I tell? I have stories about you know, wardrobe misfunctions, forgetting lines, crazy auditions. Oh, yes. Working with so-and-so. And I was like, you know what? I have this one story that I actually wanted to use on my podcast. But I was like, you know what? This is going to be perfect for yours. Let's just do this. So if anyone listens to my podcast, uh, my podcast is Always Acting Up Podcast. Um, you would know that I don't live in LA anymore. I lived in LA for 13 years and now I moved to Las Vegas. And so I'm acting here in Las Vegas. And I also commute back and forth uh, to LA for auditions or even nowadays Phoenix or Utah, kind of going wherever the auditions are. So I'm still in LA casting. And so I'm an actress and I'm a host. I work a lot of trade shows, tech shows, um, where I do presenting, emceeing, or I interview clients at the booth. So I see this casting and it's looking for hosts. And I was like, oh, well, I can do that. And it's $500. And they were looking for people who were good at tech, which this is an important part of the story. Cause I'm like, why? I don't, I don't know what this had to do with what the audition actually was. So it said tech. And I was like, oh, I'm actually really good. I work um, with technology all the time. Um, I'm good at spewing off jargon. If you give it to me and tell me what it is, this is like right up my alley. And then usually I wouldn't go to LA for a job that's like, gosh, it sounds so bad, but it has to be 500 consecutively, like more than one job. And this was going to be like an ongoing sort of job. So I was like, oh, 500 here, 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 and here, that works. Or it has to be, it has to be really worth it for me. So I was like, this is a job that's like perfect because I'm looking for a host or I'm a host. They're looking for people who can do tech and they're looking for people who are comfortable kind of doing like man on the street, going to people, talking to them. And so I was like, okay, this is perfect. So I applied, got a call back or, you know, an audition. I was like, okay, let's do this. And so before I go to my auditions, almost every single one, I always research the company. I research the products. I, I need to make sure that this is something that I'm comfortable with, that I know what I'm doing. And so I'm researching and it is for an app. And so I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And I, I can't find the exact company brand name, but I find something similar. And it said software. And I was like, okay, software app. Like this is not an unusual thing, especially coming from 
doing presenting, hosting at tech shows. Like this is a normal thing. So because I live in Las Vegas now, I like to get rental cars back and forth to LA. And I know it sounds crazy because I have a car, but I would rather put wear and tear on somebody else's car than put it on my car. And for whatever reason, rental cars in Las Vegas are very cheap. Like I know in LA, it's like $60 (laughs) a day, but in Vegas, you can get a rental car for $25 a day. And I'm like, it's easy. I go park my car at the casino, take a lift or have someone drop me off and take a rental car and I'm there. And it, it saves, it saves like miles and times. And it doesn't really, yes, it does add up. But if you get a job that pays enough, like it doesn't make that big of a deal. So I plan out my schedule. Um, being from LA, I have a lot of places to stay. Thank goodness. Thank you, everyone who lets me stay at your place. And so I get my rental car, get, you know, my wardrobe, everything prepared. I go to LA, stay at my friend's house, and I head to my audition the next day. And I'm driving and, you know, LA, 45 minutes to your audition, oh, just yeah. traffic and whatever the case is. And all of a sudden, my GPS says, your destination is on the left. And I look and I'm like, oh, I, this is, I, I don't see buildings around anywhere. This is, let me check my GPS one more time. Checked it and turns out that I am in a residential area and it's just apartment complexes on one side, apartment complex on the other side. And I'm like, oh, mm. shit. Like, this is the one thing I didn't do is I didn't check the location. I checked like the general location, but I didn't check the specific location. Ugh of studio building where I was going to be. I just, I didn't think about it. I had too much to think about and I was excited about this audition. And so I didn't check the actual location. Turns out it was in in an apartment complex and I wouldn't have gone because that's incredibly sketchy, but I saw so many other actors standing outside and I was like, (laughs) okay, so I'm not going to be alone. Like, fine. So I find street parking, which I got really lucky with. And I start walking in there and I just hear people walking out talking shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, what did I just get myself into? Oh, no. I was was so annoyed at this point already. And I was like, I cannot believe I just drove 200 miles, got a rental car, and people are talking shit already. So I'm like, fuck. Okay. So I was like, what's going on? Is like, is there an audition? They're like, oh yeah, there's an audition for sure. Ha ha ha. And so I'm like, great. Okay. So let me see what it is. So I walk inside the building and there's people lined up around the hall. Like I'm talking like just lined up. And apparently, you know, in like some apartment complexes, they have like a entertainment room or a game room or like place you can rent out. Mm -hmm. So they're holding auditions in there. I finally get to the front of the room and I look and it's packed. I'm talking a cattle call of like males, females, all different ages, all different ethnicities, all different kinds of look. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a cattle call. Never this good. This is terrible. I, I just, I really try to avoid cattle calls. And if you guys are listening and you don't know what a cattle call is, cattle call is basically when everybody shows up to audition for one or two parts. There's no like, we want this type of person or we're looking for this type of person. They just... Everybody, anybody and anybody can show up to a cattle call. So that's what a cattle call is. So I get there and I'm like, who's running this audition? Like nobody is running this audition. There's nobody at sign in. And there's like a little piece of paper that says, um, sign in, uh, download this app and then wait. And I'm like, what, what the fuck is this? So turns out it's a dating app. 
And um, they wanted you to sign up, make a profile on their uh, dating app, and then you're going to go and audition. I was like, oh my God, hmm. they just baited us. They were trying to get attractive models and actors on their dating site before their launch. I'm like, you guys are such scam artists. So at this point I was like, well, I've already driven here four and a half hours to get here. I've already gotten a rental car. Some people were just leaving. And I was like, well, what do I do? Just leave. Like I'm ready. I just, I put so much work into getting here. So I was like, let me just scope it out and see what it's like. So I didn't make a profile on the dating site. Like I just, I've been in a relationship for 10 years. Like I don't even go on dating sites. I don't need my stuff out there, but they were like, yeah, it's required in order to audition. So screw you guys, whatever. And so (laughs) a lot of people did it. And there's a lot of young people there. They're like, yeah, this is so much fun. Let's see what this is all about. And in my mind, I'm like, we're all getting punked right now. Like it was just (laughs) a matter of time before Ashton Kutcher was going to walk out. Suckers. (laughs) And so they were having us go in groups of five and when you go inside the room, they wanted you to tell your dating stories or horror stories on the dating app or whatever the case is. And there were so many people there that they were actually running out of time. So instead of groups of five, they started doing groups of eight, 10, 12, all going in the room together to talk to whoever it was on the other side about your horror stories. And so I'm waiting in my group and we're hanging out, we're talking, we're all kind of griping at this point. And you hear people walking out of the room and they're like, they're not even recording. They're not taking headshots. They're not recording. There's one guy on his cell phone, I guess I'm doing air quotes, taking notes. Yeah. So I'm like, you guys, this is not even a real audition, not even in the slightest. And so there's one person in the audition room and there's one other girl who is, I'm going to do air quotes again, running the audition. And she's back and forth. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm so sorry. There's been a glitch on LA casting. And I guess, I guess they just clicked accept or submit. And everybody who submitted was in the room. Like they didn't actually make selections. And that's why there were so many people. So if you submitted for that job, you were at the audition. And then like, you guys, this is going to be great. This is going to be so worth it. Um, We're going to make this really worth it for the person that gets selected. You're going to be up on billboards. You're going to make so much money. We're like really going to promote this and you'll get so much publicity. And like, I roll, I roll, I roll. It was just so annoying at this point. Like, I can't even believe I'm here. Why am I here? This is such a waste of my time. This is so rude. This is so inconsiderate. So... I hadn't started my podcast yet at this time, but I was thinking about blogging. And so what I was doing is I started thinking, I'm going to blog about this vlog, video vlog. And so I started recording everything. And this was, do you remember, did you hear that story with like Tiffany Haddish and how she went into an audition room uh, with her phone or camera and recorded the audition? She left, left her purse in the room and... You know, she left her purse in the room after she left. I went back to get her purse. She had her phone on. She went back and was listening to what the casting directors and everything were saying. I don't know if you ever heard that story. Oh, that's smart. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. I that's so I was like, idea. I was thinking, I was like, I'm going to pull a Tiffany Haddish right now. Oh. So I did. And I was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. Um, but I'm going to start vlogging this. And so I had pressed 
record on my phone. I put it in my purse, went in the audition room. And the guy was like, oh, there's no recording in here. I was like, oh, no, 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 I'm not recording. I was actually turning my phone off, which is obviously not true. I just was not having it at this point. I'm usually not a pain in the ass, but I just was not, this was, I was so frustrated at this time. And so we're in the audition room and we're all talking. And I was like, this is garbage. We're literally going down the line one by one by one. And he goes, okay, tell us your worst uh, dating story. And so I made up some story or like that my friend had told me. And it's true. They didn't take anybody's headshots. They weren't recording. There weren't any notes. And I was like, how are you going to know who you're talking to? You're not taking notes. You're not writing anything down. You're literally just listening to our stories. Like this is the biggest scam. So anyways, we do our stories and they go, thank you so much. Cause like they had like 30 minutes to get everybody out of the room at this point. And so take my bag and the guy comes up after me. He goes, you weren't recording in there, were you? And I was like, no, no, of course not. Why would I do that? And he's like, cause it looks like you were recording. I, I did kind of lie cause I was recording, but um, yeah, I, I didn't end up, I, I don't want to put anyone's name out there. Like I didn't want to put the company, like I'm not trying to like, you know, tarnish anyone's name, but this was the biggest BS audition story I've ever been to in my entire life. And I, was so mad because it'd be different. Like if I lived in LA still, and it was like 45 minutes of my time, but I got a rental car. I drove across state lines. Yeah, I stayed at a friend's house. And like, there's only so many favors you can use Yeah, before people are like, go stay somewhere else. So it was like, that was a favor that I used and it was all for a dating app. And I don't even think it was a real dating app project. I don't think they were actually paying people. I literally think they just wanted to get attractive models onto their dating app before the launch. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. Such garbage. I mean, I'm talking like there was, there had to have been like a couple hundred people there all crammed oh, in a room. Crap. Obviously this was before COVID, but nobody knew. And I can't even believe some people were like, hey, yeah, this is fun. We'll see. And I'm like, how do you guys not see that? This is garbage. This is bullshit. This is such a lie, such a lie. Ugh, and that I was can't. my, terrible story. And the thing is like, I always research and I did, but I didn't research the location and I should have. Well, yeah, but I was going to say it's, you, you can't expect that you're going to the house of a serial killer. You know, like, <laughs> like it's, I mean, normally you wouldn't normally you just look up the address and like, you know, cause it, it's an audition and I don't know. I mean, especially for auditions, it's like, I, yeah, you, you, you can't expect that it'll just be a, a, a residence you know, yeah. and it's, it's not some kind of like casting place or, you know, uh, what is it? We work kind of place or whatever. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it was like the second I heard the GPS say your location is on the left and it's an apartment complex. I just knew instantly that this was just garbage. And like, Ugh. it's unfortunate cause some non, you know, there's a lot of non-union projects that don't have a big budget. And I understand that they sometimes have auditions in libraries or parks. Oh, yeah. or, I don't know. I've, I've been to some interesting places for auditions. Ah, oh, man. But at least you have to rent a room at the library. Like, like you're not mm-hmm. just using your apartment complex. Like, did they even clear it with the apartment complex? Like, hey, there's going to be hundreds of people in the rec room. Just so you know, like, did they even know this was happening? I mean, it's so weird. Imagine if you were a resident there 
and you were living there and you saw oh, all yeah. these people who you didn't know go into your apartment complex waiting in line. Like I'd be terrified. So or if weird. I had my children and I'm looking and there's a hundred people lining up outside my door. That's that actually happened to, that happened in my apartment a couple years ago. Like, I guess this one person said that there was a casting office um, at the apartment across from me. And I remember there were a couple days where I would see people with resumes, like four or five people lined up outside mm -hmm. of, outside of the, the door across from me. And they're just mm -hmm. waiting there. And then I think eventually, and I hear them being like, yeah, like, did you hear anything? No, I didn't hear anything. It's been two hours. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Oh man. And I, and people accidentally like would, they would try to buzz up to, to that apartment. And then I would, they would buzz my apartment up instead. And I yeah. like, Hey, uh, you know, I'd get these messages on, on my phone. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm here for the audition. Um, trying to get up to, to the, the apartment. And I'd be like, what do I do? Like, I don't know. I can't, I don't know what to do, Call but yeah, cops, I guess I, yeah, I, I just kind of, I don't know. I think eventually they would just leave and you know, I, I don't know who even lived in that apartment, but it was really weird. It was like some kind of front or I don't know, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Get a room somewhere. <laughs> try to be professional. God damn it. Right. At least try. Yes. Like, I mean, this wasn't even like, I'm just going to have a small audition with like 20 people. Y'all had like a hundred, 200 people yeah. there. And you guys, it, it seemed like they had never run a single audition in their entire lives. I mean, glitch or no glitch. Like you guys were unprofessional. That's I mean, bullshit, by the way. I'm pretty sure there's no, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Like I'm pretty sure LA casting doesn't work like that, but that's just, that's just my take. I, like, how do you, how do you say, I mean, I, I imagine you'd have to like hand select people that you want to audition. Like there's no, just like select all bring them all in. Like how does, <laughs> there's no right? way the interface works like that. I mean, there was no rhyme or reason. Like we all looked so different males, females, all ages. I mean, this yeah. was, it was absolutely a cattle call to get as many people as possible. They were, I mean, you're not even taking headshots. Not you even taking recording. headshots. Yeah. What were y'all doing? Wow. Oh, mm -hmm. that I was still is... mad. I'm still mad about when I think about it. I'm like, man, sure. that was like two days of my life. And like, it's just, you get tired of the drive back and forth. Of course. I mean, granted, not everybody lives where I live, but I do come in town for callbacks and legit jobs. And it just sort of like tainted it for me. So it's like, now I have to really screen my jobs even more than I already do. Wow. And down to the address. Like, what does the street yeah. view look like? What is this building? Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. And I always research casting directors and the projects. It just, yeah, I didn't look at the actual, I just looked at the general area. I was like Burbank. Cool. Yeah. But <laughs> that sounds like a place where if this was legit, it would be legit. Yeah. Oh, you guys suck. You, you guys, guys suck, suck so hard. What a story. What a story. I'm like dying. I hope that somebody else who was there listens to this episode and was like, yes, That's I was me. there. I know exactly what you're talking about. Cause I'm like, this cannot just be me. And like I said, I was going to have this conversation on my podcast with another actor. Um, we weren't able to make that happen. So I'm glad we're able to talk about it here. Cause I like, I'm I glad. have to get the story out of my chest. 
had it said dating app or reality show or anything like that, I would have never submitted in the first place. Right. It specifically said tech. Technology. That is bad. That. Oh, a scam, a scam, (laughs) a scam. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you have, you have some other stories, right? Some moments, things like that, or lower long stories. What else, what else we got? Yeah. So before I was an actor, I was a dancer. So my, my background background is as, as a gymnast, as a gym gymnastics. And so I did that until I started dancing. So I would typically book a lot of, (laughs) I'm laughing because it's funny. (laughs) I haven't even gotten there yet. (laughs) Um, So I would book a lot of shows that are dance shows, stage shows. And the reason I got hired as a dancer most of the time is because I could flip and I could do other things like that. So I was doing this one show in Ohio at Cedar Point. Um, Yeah, it's a Cedar Point. It's like a huge theme park in Ohio, Sandusky, like the middle of nowhere. And it's this like show where you have like the BMXers, rollerbladers, the guys on their... uh, I don't even know what you call it, but they're going down ramps and, and I'm on the tumble track, which is like a long giant trampoline. I'm tumbling, I'm tumbling, I'm tumbling. Um, and there was a couple times, like one time I was up on stage and it was my part to do the dance and just blank, just nothing. I don't know. Like, I think sometimes when <laughs> you're dancing and you're on show like 95, you just start looking at the audience and you're watching what people doing, eating popcorn. And it kind of just stopped. Maybe me. This is me. This is totally me. Not everybody. I just wasn't paying attention. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, fuck, this is my cue. I don't know what I'm doing. And I just remember being like, okay, I'm going to do some cute poses and stuff like that. But it was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Second thing, uh, same show, because I'm flipping, I still don't know how this happened, like to this day. But I'm flipping on the tumble track like I'm... So I'm just going to do like gymnastics terminology, round off back handspring, whip, 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 whip. And that's, um, a whip is like a back handspring with no hands. So you pretty much just feet, flip, feet, flip, feet. And it's really, it's fun, but it's really easy, especially on a tumble track. And like on my third whip, I don't even, I still don't know. My shoe flies off my foot and lands in the middle of the stage. Oh, <laughs> because I remember landing, I have one foot on and one shoe is in the middle of the stage. And I'm like, oh my God, do I go and get it? And I hear people in the audience, her shoes off, her shoes off, her shoes in the middle of the stage. But I'm like, I can't do the rest of the show without a shoe. So what am I going to do? <laughs> so I had to like run, go get my shoe, put it on. And it's a tennis shoe. Like, how did it? even come mm. off. Like I tight my shoes and it wasn't untied. I don't, I don't know how it happened, but I remember flipping and feeling my shoe fly across stage. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> don't kill good. someone. That was good. But that's not even my first like wardrobe malfunction. I've had bra <laughs> tops open. I've had skirts fall down. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my, my hands are in the air. I surrender. I give up. I don't know how this stuff happens. I really and don't. These shows are, um, it's at Cedar Point. So this is like during the day, right? It's like outside yeah. and it's like during the day. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say hard to concentrate. 
you know, it's not like a show where it's like, it's a show and there's lights and there's an audience down below, but you don't really see them. And like, mm-hmm. we're on and it's all this energy. It's like, no, it's like you're outside and performing and it's, it's a different well, element. We are, we were in like a, a theater. It was an outdoor theater. Yeah. Cause we were performing outdoors, but the audience is, you know, in shade covered They're They're there. We'd have like, I don't know how many people in the audience, but like a good, a good audience with like, yeah. you know, three, four, five sections. But I think it's just so casual. People go casual, and show yeah. up and eating popcorn. You don't need tickets. You just go and show and I don't know, just be browsing, looking and watching people and watching their ex- expressions, watching what they're eating. Are they enjoying the show? Are they on the phone? Just yeah. all sorts of things you start looking at. Show sure. 100. Difficult audience. Yeah, because their focus isn't there. It's not like a like a a stage show in a, in a theater where they're like intensely watching you. Like, this is mm. the show. It's like that. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know, uh, when are we going to the, the log flume ride? You know, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, well, let's go. And people are leaving. Like, <laughs> it's exactly it. And you just reminded me, like, it's, I've done, um, cause I, you know, I host as well. So I've done presentations at trade shows and those are really challenging sometimes as well, because oh, sure. if you ever go to a trade show, you know, that there's not a lot of seating. There's a lot of walking, there's a lot of standing. And so certain booths, for example, they put chairs out for people to sit in and watch the show or presentation, which is where I would go and do my spiel of this, what this product is, yada, yada, yada. And there's been a couple shows where I'm doing a presentation and people don't have the slightest interest in what I'm talking about. They literally oh. just want to sit and use the chair. Cause I've done shows where people have turned around and had their backs towards me on their phone. Didn't look at me like not even one time. And I'm like, this is so hard to do a show when you're sitting there with your back towards me. Yeah. It's really hard. It's really hard. Cause I'm sitting there like in my mind thinking, God, you're rude. This is so yeah. rude. <laughs> At least look up like once or twice, but that's really hard to focus as well. I don't know why they do that. Like why they would have that as a thing. Like, oh yeah, you know, we're going to have this person speaking, but you don't have to, it's not a, you know, you could just talk amongst yourselves. Like what, why, what is the point? Yeah. Well, that's hard too, because that's what they do. They, they will have conversations with the person next to them or whatever meeting or whatever they're having while you're trying to have a presentation. And you're like, I can hear you when I'm trying to have a presentation. And I'm not Mike, I'm not like, um, I don't have like an ear prompter in or anything like that. I don't have cards. I don't have a teleprompter. I'm just doing this from memory. And when I keep hearing you talk about, I don't know what you had for lunch while I'm trying to talk about tech product, A, B, C, D, (laughs) like it's really hard. And I, yeah, I mean, those specific events are literally just people who just want to sit sometimes. So it's just an opportunity for them to sit and take a break, really. Hmm. (laughs) We'll have some common decency. It's been fun. It's been fun for sure. (laughs) It's been fun. Oh my. Yeah, this is great. I've never had anyone who who's done trade shows or worked at Cedar Point and, and stuff like that. This is good. This is mm-hmm. niche rough day in showbiz. Yeah, really I got another good. one for you if you want. Absolutely, let's do it. So dancing, I had, you know, what's funny is I booked this job at Disney and it was a, for a company that was hired by Disney. So it wasn't specifically a Disney show. Disney had sort of outsourced this company. And I remember seeing the auditions for this show and I was like, I don't want to drive all the way down. This is when I was living in LA. 
was like, I don't want to drive down Anaheim every day. Like it's too far. I don't want to go to Disney. So I never went to the auditions, but I remember submitting my original reel up on LA casting just, just because. So I never went to the auditions and I would say about three months later, I get a phone call and it was for this company. And they're like, Hey, um, our contract got extended. One of the dancers has another obligation. We, we really need people to fill in and it's X amount of money and it's this time length. And would you be interested in coming to audition? I was like, fuck yeah. Nice. (laughs) Because it was only me and one other girl and they ended up hiring both of us. So I was like, this is awesome. Like I wasn't even going to this audition specifically. I remember not going to this audition because I didn't want to drive. But I thought like, I don't even, I barely have to audition. And this job was pretty much like fell in my lap. And this was like uh, before everybody and their mother had a reel up on LA casting. Hmm. I happened to have a reel up on my casting profiles. And that's why I got called because I had a demo reel for my dancing up on my casting profiles. And so anyways, I, I want to say it was like the first or second show of me joining this cast that had already done however many shows for the summer. Cause remember I'm replacing a girl, my skirt falls off uh. and I'm trying to dance with one hand holding my skirt up and one hand doing the rest of the movements. And this is Disney. Keep in mind. Yeah. Like, I'm I was just thinking, Disney Oh no, world. not Disney. It's so yeah, pure. So I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. What do I do? Like I can exit the stage, but I'm on the opposite side. So I have to find a way to dance my way randomly to the other side of the stage to get off, to have someone come and pin my skirt back on. Oh yeah. Sorry guys. Yeah. I mean, we had done rehearsals with the, um, we had done, you know, wardrobe rehearsals and I don't know what happened that day. The pin didn't work and we double pin and it just, nothing was happening. My skirt just, I felt it in the middle of move. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. My skirt's falling off. Oh my God. My skirt is falling off. <laughs> Don't worry. We got it fixed. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's uh that's nerve-wracking because it's Disney. Yeah. You I'm on a stage. Be, can't be having that happen. No war no wardrobe malfunctions. Nope. I'm on stage in front of a bunch of children and their parents. Oh no. Disneyland. This is supposed to be a wholesome show. What's happening? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like oh that. wow! I thought it's this bananas. was Disney. It's bananas. That is bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Wardrobe malfunction. This is great. I, th- these are all stories, uh, examples of stories that I have not had on this show before. This is really good. This is really I'm glad cool. I can help you out and be that person. And I like this idea because I feel like, and the reason I really wanted to share this story of the original dating app is because I feel like sometimes I think to myself, does this stuff only happen to me? Am I this unlucky of a person? Exactly. What? And then I'm like, no, like this stuff cannot just happen to me. Like this has to happen to like everybody. We just don't talk about it. And so that's why I really think it's important to share stories like this. Cause I really do. I'm like, there's no way this, I can be this unlucky. This has to be happening to everybody. So I think it's happening to everyone. I I, thank you. I'm glad. And it's also because I think it's, um, there always has to be this toxic positivity with what we do at times. And it's like, you know, like the people, in the, the, your, your story with the, the dating app. I mean, well, with the, with the hosting gig that turned into the dating app audition. <laughs> audition for a dating mm-hmm. app? 
Um, you know, it's like, yes, this is so great. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so I'm lucky just grateful to be here. for the audition. Yeah. And it's like, you have to appear like nothing is ever wrong and like nothing bad ever happens. And you just have to be grateful all the time. Oh, oh my thank gosh. you. Oh, thank you for this. Oh my God. I'm so grateful. And it's, it's like, so obnoxious. No, there's it's so obnoxious. There's a lot of shit that performers go through, creative people go through. Um, and, and you remember, and it's like, oh my God, that was a horrible day. You're always sitting around talking about this, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the purpose of this podcast. So thank you. I, I, I agree with what you said about there's almost a toxic positivity. Sometimes. Very toxic. I hate it. I hate I, it. I agree. I mean, gosh, I don't even know where to start with that. Like, I'm so grateful for this audition. I'm oh. so grateful. I don't want to be the difficult person. I don't want to say this again, so-and-so, because I don't want to be blacklisted. Well, so-and-so is being inappropriate and this is not acceptable. Yeah, Because if exactly. you don't say something, it's going to affect everybody else down the line. And that's what really sucks sometimes. I'm just grateful for the opportunity. <sighs> Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Because you know what? There's so many other auditions and I've had so many other opportunities since that stupid dating dating app, whatever. It wasn't the end of the world. You know, there's oh, always yeah. going to be something else. There are scammers who just want to get people to sign up for their dating app. You know, it's like brilliant as, as much as like, I don't agree. It's kind of brilliant at the same time for them. If you think about it, like it really sucks as actors, but if you're launching a dating app, please don't do this. You guys just please don't. don't I'm just saying like, it was clever getting a bunch of pretty people on your dating app before you launch. Like that is kind of clever. It is. I I mean, it's like, okay, we need a bunch of bodies, like a bunch of people who are going to be okay with us bait switching them. Um, We'll offer an opportunity that may or may not be there. Actors. (laughs) We have actors. We've got actors. Yeah. They'll do it. And that's the sad thing. I mean, it's like what we're talking about because it's this, it's this idea that these scammy people had of, well, actors will do, actors will do anything. They'll, right. they'll do anything. Yeah, they'll do that. They'll be okay with anything. And that's why we need to, we need to have these conversations. So yeah. That, and I, I heard people even that day, they're like, cause they, they said, you can delete it once you leave. But I even heard people were like, you know, it's a great concept. I'll just go ahead and keep it. No. So, yeah. What a weird thing. Strange, yeah. strange, strange. And as usual, never heard anything about the products or projects or whatever it was ever again. Yeah. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. No billboards, apparently. No billboards. Stop. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so do you have any other stories that, that we can we can break down? I had did a commercial one time um, because, like I mentioned, my background is in gymnastics, and I had a demo reel, again, on my casting profile of me doing, like, a flip backwards. So if anyone knows, like flips backwards are not the same as flips forward. They're completely different. It's different landing, different directions. You have to take off differently. Sometimes you need momentum going backwards. For forwards, you don't. It's it's just it's just different. But I had booked this commercial. It was for something that I guess I'm just not going to say. I won't say. But <laughs> they're like, we want you to do this move. And I was like, oh, okay, I could do that. And... I didn't have to audition. They just booked me off a reel. So I've gotten really lucky. And that's why I had reels up right away because I booked so many jobs back in the days 
just off my demo reels. Wow. Because I did a lot of specialties. Now, I don't do that anymore. Now I'm pretty much just an actress and host podcaster. Yay. But, <laughs> but I booked this commercial and I get to set and I was like, this is not the setup that I'm used to. This is, I, I, this is not the same thing. It's just a regular trampoline. Whereas I know I talked about the tumble track, which is the long one mm. where you can run, do your roundup by handspring into whatever you need to do. I thought it was going to be one of those. And it wasn't, it was just a small trampoline. And they're like, we want you to do that flip that you did at the end of your long tumbling pass. We want you to do that right here. And I was like, well, I, I can't really do that. Like <laughs> I need a little bit more momentum. Keep in mind, I'm at some house in Malibu and they have one mat on the side. They're like, we'll put the mat out for you. I'm like, no, no, you're not. The whole job was like a hundred and seven, seven fifty. No, no buyout, no residuals, no anything like that. But they kept pressuring me and pressuring me to keep doing an extra flip. I was like, look, I'll do one and you guys can do the rest. They're like, no, we need you to do a double. And I'm like, I'm not doing a double. And they're like, but you did it here. And I was like, how many times do I have to explain to you that this is a completely different apparatus, really a completely different pass. And I'm going backwards and you want me to go forwards. I'm not doing it. But I can't even tell you the amount of times they try to pressure me and pressure me and pressure me to do the double. And I was thinking, if I break my leg, y'all don't care. <laughs> like, no. what is one mat going to do if I go crooked? So, yeah, anyways, I, yeah. I, I really held my ground on that one because I was like, it's Good. not worth it. It's I was going to really say, yeah, not worth it. This mat will cushion your head when it breaks <laughs> but the open. Thing is, you can even bounce off mats and then what? And then I'm on the concrete. Are oh, yeah. you going to catch me? No. And why do yeah. they need a double? You get a flip. It's a flip. I don't know mm -hmm. what this was for, but you get a, it's a flip. You, yeah. what do you need a double flip? It's a, it's, a, it's impressive. What, you know, mm -hmm. unbelievable. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'll take my paycheck though. Yes. Good. <laughs> they got the flip. They're fine. Who can even do that? Nobody can even do that. So they shouldn't complain. Right. I mean, and unfortunately, there probably will be someone who's like, oh, 750, I'll do it. I can try. I can try. I can try and do it. And then, you know, there's always someone who's younger, who's hungry. And even though, yes, you are hungry, you just have different standards the older you get and the longer mm -hmm. you're in the business. You know what's worth your time and your, your energy and your physical and mental well-being. Same mm -hmm. happened and feel the same way now. Yeah. And so what, what do you have coming up for projects, producing, podcast? Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, what do I have coming up? Um, I feel like I don't have anything coming up besides my podcasts and my podcasts, Sweet. which been really keeping me busy and creative and sane in between those auditions. And that was a big reason why I started my podcast is I think of, I think you mentioned it, something to do while you're just waiting for your next job. I, I got tired of waiting and I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? This is not a fair game. <laughs> it's not a fair game. Um, I'm really capable. I'm not a procrastinator. I get my work done. And this is really hard to be sitting around waiting for something to happen. So for me, it's just podcasting. And I had a really wonderful guest on the episode I released yesterday. He's a six-time Grammy winner. Wow, uh, that was really cool. And um, I have guests that talk about mentorship, success, industry related tips and tricks, Q and A's, filmmakers, 
honestly, just promoting my podcast, Always Acting Up. And um, I know you mentioned in the beginning, I, I started a blog. The blog focuses on looking, feeling, and performing better in front of the camera and in life. So honestly, just working on that, growing that, and trying to teach as many people as possible some of the things I learned along the way so that you don't have to go through it. Yes. And where can people follow you? So you can find my podcast, Always Acting Up. You can find that on all podcasting platforms. There's also the video show because it's video and audio on YouTube. So that's Always Acting Up podcast. And you can find, um, I, I made I made everything really easy. Everything's castlinrose.com, at castlinrose. Everything's on my website, Instagram, Castlin Rose, C-A-S-L-I-N. Follow Castlin, <laughs> listen to her podcast, read her blog. What stories, what experiences, oh my, the, mm -hmm. what an episode this was. It's thank, been a journey. Oh, it's been a journey. And thank yeah. you for being open and telling us about it. We enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. And I hope you guys learned and learned to really do your due diligence and research as much as possible. Castlin Rose! Woo! Yay, thank you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 